Final hour here on a Wednesday, hump day. Mornings with Sharp and Hanley, Jimmy. Uh, we're going to talk more Creighton Hoops. We also got our guy Brandon Vogel coming up at the end of the 9 o'clock hour here as we get you into the Connor Happer Show. You know what else I'm excited about? And today, don't feel like it. The Connor Happer Show? Well, I'm always excited about the I Connor mean, yeah, Happer Show. four hours. It's good for my mental health and blood pressure and everything. In one week? In fact, the Connor Happer Show saves lives. Well, and speaking of Connor, in less than one week, I should say, but in one week, we'll have home game number two. For the Creighton oh, baseball yes. team, you two are the new. Uh, yeah, we you, like you call ourselves Harry, Harry and Steve Stone. We're the boys of March. Yeah, yeah, because obviously Bishop will be doing a lot of games, but uh, with basketball still going on, so you guys got yeah. Mark, it'll be I'm uh, excited. We What's our, the first one? I want to listen. A uh, week from the, the, well, the, this upcoming optional. Tuesday. This upcoming, upcoming Tuesday, UMass Lowell comes to town, Ooh, so we'll have a, tu- a Tuesday Wednesday affair over at the Chuck. Uh, looks like it'll be in the 50s and 60s, so that's good. Definitely pants optional. I love that. Not the pants optional part, but uh, hey, that's oh, you your mean thing. But I'm excited about it. <laughs> Rosenblatt, I could pull that off. I don't know if I can. Hey, Denny, the pants come off the... Yeah. yeah. When it's my innings to call, I'll, <laughs> I'll button them back up. But yeah, we got baseball here. Uh, it, it was kind of unfortunate. Now, the way that the week worked out, I, I just I don't think you were playing baseball comfortably yesterday with how cold it got and the wind in fact i think no yesterday sucked yesterday's more what we're accustomed to yeah. minus that wind that in was the just, in the afternoon the real feel was well below what the real uh, was the acceptable was, level it was fargo yes today also more of the same i believe what is it right now it's warming it's up. 11 it's warming up it's a dry heat you don't yeah. even feel it yeah we'll be up around 40 today so tuesday wednesday's when you're gonna have your midweek games probably couldn't but man over the weekend, Monday, what tomorrow should look like too. You could have yeah. snuck in a, a game over at Tal Anderson or over at Haymarket or over at the Thursday Chuck. Thursday through Sunday will be good. There'll be some wind. Yeah. And even next week doesn't look terrible. It'll be cool. Yeah. It'll be normal. But And then I think Nebraska, yeah, Nebraska opens up next weekend, a week from this upcoming Friday. Okay. And Omaha, I think, has a midweek next week too. So yeah, Creighton and Omaha get going. So we're going to have some baseball around here. This is exciting. So. But you buried the lead, and but you did hint a little bit. But yeah, you and Connor. Yes, Connor and I will be on uh, quite uh, a few of the calls. On on which station? Uh, I'm asking will, for myself. We will be on 1180. Okay. I mean, I could check the sports schedule. Or the, I could just ask the one who makes it. I think the only one on the zone is the Creighton Omaha uh, matchup, but uh, all the rest of them are over on Zone Two. Hmm. Man, I, I wish they nice. still referred to it as the Deuce, but they don't. And there's sound effects you could play. I know. They used to. It used to be zone two, the deuce. Uh, uh, there's still a couple of liners that refer to it as that. Yeah. I, I, I sometimes still refer to it as that as well. I forgot we got rid of it. I did see this. Um, I was looking at, uh, I guess I'll go off the AP top 25. Because I thought Matt DeMarinis brought up something that was kind of been my thought the last couple of weeks. And that is... Will this, does it matter, like if you're an eight seed or a nine seed, are you sweating the one seed? Depends who's the one. And well, let's, let's, let's look at, okay, I'll just, I'll I'll pull up Joe Lenardi's uh, bracketology right now and who he has as your one seeds right now. So he's got Purdue, UConn, Arizona, and Houston. I think that's pretty consensus amongst all the bracketologists. Two of those four you don't want any of. Our man TK as well has that. Arizona depends, and yep. then there's Purdue. 
But think about it. Okay, so right now, just I'm, I'm looking at this bracket as we speak of the eight nines and how they're pitted with the ones. Okay, so Oklahoma and Northwestern. I look. I know UConn is UConn is probably the closest thing right now to a team that is wearing a a one seed the way that you typically would see. Meaning, well, there is not a lot of weakness there. We are going to have to be at our best, and they're going to have to come down a peg or two. But if you're Northwestern or Oklahoma, does does the thought of playing UConn just have you quaking in your boots? Of yeah, we won that game, but this is where it all ends. I mean, even UConn has shown at times, not not to the point, not to the level of most Nobody's other teams. I agreed. If you're Boise State or Florida Atlantic, are you looking at Purdue as a can't beat them? Yeah. Yeah. If you're Let's TCU, get his and shut everyone else down. Yeah, your TCU or Michigan State, are you thinking, oh God, Arizona can't beat them? Not can't beat Izzo. them. Izzo can beat anybody. That's that's also true. Uh, Nebraska, Mississippi State, eight nine. Are you looking at Houston saying, can't do it? There's no way. I mean, I mean they're are all you, like 36 uh, years old. Essentially, are you looking at them like the 2012 Kentucky team? Any of those one seats? Oh, no, no, no. Everybody's beatable yeah. in a one-game situation. So, I'd still rather not play a couple teams and find out. Let someone else find out. That's where I think this year, the seeding part of this. And Nebraska can't play Purdue, so they won't be opposite them. They're not going right. to do that. So that leaves the other three if they're going to be in that 8-9 situation. And that Houston deal seems to be trendy yep. to where they'll be. Still seeing, uh, still seeing some brackets, though, to have Nebraska and Omaha. I just don't think there's any way as it's a ten, happen. But if you're 9, then they're not. Um, I just get the feeling with as wild as this season has been, the amount of unranked teams that have beaten AP top 10 teams is it's, it's almost a daily occurrence, if not at least like two or three times a week. It would lead you to believe, right? That this is going to be a wide open NCAA basketball tournament that all bets are off. I mean, whether you're a 16 or a 14 or a nine, a one, two, three, or four, everybody for the sake of this tournament and, and what it was intended for, everybody has got a shot at this thing. Well, okay, you got to stop short there. Okay, does do sixty any of the sixteen seeds, even if you've seen them or not, truly have a shot of winning the whole thing? No, but you know, can you have an advance into even a Sweet Sixteen? Okay, why not? Just because that stuff is fun. I just still have a tough time believing that. Despite all of the chaos that we've seen this year and, and all of the... I think it's okay to use the P word, parody. Oh, not the word I was thinking. <laughs> that it's... I, I, still, I still can't get over the fact that this could be very chalky. I, I really do believe that. And I'm going to throw a reason out there. And you kind of alluded to this, I know, kind of jokingly about Houston. Grown-ass men. Old, old team. That means they're good. A lot of these teams that you're seeing that are going to have the one through five seeds, one through six, look at Creighton. Creighton's a great example. That's an older team. Yeah. Corporate knowledge matters. Mm -hmm. And it's an older team that has been through these games before, has been through this format together And it's built for March. It is. 
So people get upset over what happened Sunday. Hey, that happens. They had to play. They St. John's had to. They were desperate. They played like it. Yep. Creighton didn't have their best game. They're gonna play better tonight. As long as you stay healthy and playing good basketball, they're built for March and to see what happens. And then they hope they get you know good draw that sets up favorably yeah. for them. And then they just go do the work and see what happens. Well, college basketball in general. But I mean, the, to your point, older team. Yeah, I've said this about Kansas when they went to the Final Four in twelve and eighteen. Older team. Yep. Twenty-two. Older team. The one and done teams actually are rare that they win. The twelve Kentucky team, the Kansas team that won a national championship in twenty-one. Both of them. Older team. Yeah. Kentucky was a younger team. Well, Anthony Davis yeah. was, but they had some other dudes. They were so. And their it's talent was ridiculous. Rare that the one and done team able to see it all the way through. Yeah, that uh, was a look rare at thing. the Fab Five. I know it was a different time, but they were super talented and like something we rarely had seen before. Mm-hmm. But they still had to get to a championship game where they ended up losing to yep. an older team. Yep. So yeah, those that think, oh, we load up on all these five stars and you know, we're just going to steamroll everybody, it's harder to do that. They're good teams and they're good coaches in this. And if someone were to ask, well, what would you rather have? Hey, give me a team of vets. Yep. And then and, you and, recruit behind that, and and that's a different topic. But yeah, give me a crew like that, and let's see what happens. I just think college basketball in well, general. Nebraska's older. I mean, that, they are. that's an older and, team and, and, that was building and this, towards this. And that's a, and there, here's here's a, a kind of point on that, Jimmy. I think college basketball just in general is older. I mean, this is the, the, the product of having the COVID year. This is also the product of NIL. where And you, you started on that yesterday, and that was yep, a great point. You can leave, but if you leave, you're going into uncertainty of what type of money that you stand to pull in. If you stay, well, you know you're going to be taken care of, especially if you are a key cog to that basketball program that's considered to be a top 25 program. little tongue-in-cheek, but is NIL saving college basketball? It is. It's hurting college football, and that remains to be seen, but with college basketball, it stands the chance to bring back I, some of the great type of teams we grew up watching yep. because people stayed. I totally agree. You knew dudes' names. You had dudes you hated, why, dudes you loved. Why would guys leave early? Money. Mm-hmm. And now it's now legal you, to get it. Now you can make money. Yes, exactly. Legally. Yeah, yeah. You can make money. It's structured. It's set up. You got, depending on what yeah, your NIL place is, I mean, you could, you could you know, you, they take care of your taxes on that as well. So you know what you're doing. Like, there's good education there. there there's, yeah, that, that's where we are class? with college athletics. I think they do. A lot of them do it online. But uh, that's where we are with college athletics is you have a chance to stay older. You have a chance to have more veteran teams. And in college basketball, I'm with you, Jimmy. This is how I remember it in the 90s when I watched those Duke teams. So I watched those national championship teams. That's why people hated Christian Leitner because he was there yeah, for it seemed like years. Yeah, exactly. It seemed like he was there forever. And he was so, And Bobby Hurley. You and know, he was good. He, well, he was. They're all really good. But that's the, the whole thing of a lot of these ones and twos and threes and fours. Creighton will be a, a part of this mix. Yeah. Why I think it still has a chance to be very chalky is it's one thing that for college basketball to be old. Like you could have some 13 and 14 and 15. Hell, Nebraska, 9 or a 10, is a, is a more veteran team. But how many of those veteran teams, those older teams, have been in this part of the season together? How many of them been in the tournament together? How many of them have had the Thursday or Friday game and then the quick one day off, quick turnaround Together, Look at Creighton, Seen Hall tonight, Marquette Saturday. Yep. At first, first glance, uh, someone who didn't wouldn't know too far in, in of the team would say, 
oh, that's going to be really tough. But then you take a step back and you think about the coach and the and the type of players and people that they have in, as part of that team, and you're like, no, we'll play well tonight. You know what? They're going to play well Saturday. Does that mean they're going to win? No, but it isn't going to be because, oh, man, they just let down. They just didn't show up because it's like you said, the tournament. You're going to play a quality team yep. on Thursday, then you're going to turn around and play a quality team Saturday or Friday, Sunday. Then if you get to the regional, hey, it doesn't matter if there's upsets. You have to be good to be in that weekend. So you're going to get a great team game one and then a great team game two. But the point is you're able to win and then immediately start preparing for that second game. Well, it starts a lot of it immediately. Is a lot of these teams were, were part of this a year ago, too. I mean, Stephen Ashworth wasn't with those guys but last year. Fit right in, he would have. And the big three was mm-hmm. with that group. And they want to get back to that yeah. same. Hey, they're like, hey, give us another regional final and make sure Lee Cassell's nowhere near the <laughs> arena, and we're in good shape. Well, that's why I look at Purdue as another team that, you know, they got embarrassed last year. Uh, but they got everybody, a lot of those guys back as from a year ago I've too. As much as I've crapped on Purdue, one thing I haven't said to give them some love because they do deserve some love. And I like Zach Eady. He's mm-hmm. great. I, I hope he comes back because I think he. He can have a better time at Purdue, especially the way the game is played now in the NBA. And so uh, th- it's always possible they could be that Virginia when Virginia got upset and yeah. they came back. Oh, yeah. Veteran players. Nobody was saying that year, oh, that Virginia is no. unbeatable. If anything, people are saying that Virginia is ripe for the picking to be upset. Well, we, and especially I, have said similar things about Purdue, but in the back of my mind, I always considered, but what if this is the year it all comes together for them and they shut all the critics mm-hmm. up? because they were embarrassed about that. They're obviously a good team because you don't go through the Big Ten with the record they do without having some character and some talent and some yeah. good coaching. So they're there. They're going to have a chance. Well, in, in UConn, I mean, they're your defending national champions. A lot of those guys were part of that that run. Mm-hmm. They know what to, to expect. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, Arizona. All right, Arizona's another team where, you know, Caleb Love was in a national championship game two years ago with North Carolina, okay? Yeah, he, people he, forget, including me. So he's a he's a he's a senior. You know, he's the, the guy's having a, a hell of a season. Um, so there again, veteran guys. Uh, you know, Omar Ballo is also a guy that was is a senior right now for Arizona. Again, you're looking at all the one seeds, veteran teams. Look at the two seeds. Look at the three seeds. Veteran teams. College basketball is older, but that's where I think it does favor those top seeds for the teams that have played in this tournament together and are now a year wiser together. Okay. It's one thing to have an old roster, but it's one thing to have an old roster that's played together the last two years in this doing. tournament, and it knows what to expect, too. That's why I say if this thing was chalky, that's why I would buy it and it'd be in chalky. I still think it could be very chalky. Okay, try this. It could be very chalky, which I could see because everybody's been saying, oh, the tournament's going to be wild, all this parody, and right away I think that's a jinx. Now yep. it's going to be chalky. Be, yeah. But Ones once you get twos. through that first weekend, is it possible that we get is it possible that we get great games in the back half of the tournament because we have those kind of teams? I'm not going to have a, a bunch of younger teams or veteran yeah. teams. Like, and I'm just being hypothetical. I'm not so. Like, if you're if, if a Creighton plays a Purdue or a UConn play, like older teams playing yeah. each other, you might get some really good ball games. Exactly. That's where I think, and that's the other part, Jimmy. And I'm glad you brought that up because the first round, we we want the upsets, right? And like this is how I, I I want to consume the NCAA tournament. Thursday and Friday, I want to see chaos. Like when a, when a, when a one goes down, even if I had that one winning a national championship, it's it's euphoric. We've seen it twice now. Like I, I full disclosure, I did not have Purdue or Virginia winning my brackets in those years, but I did have. I think I had Purdue in the final four last year. I think I can't remember. 
I didn't have Virginia going very far. But regardless of that, that's what you want to see. It, that's what the tournament it, it, is, is why it's so attractive to just common viewers because of those upsets, that emotion that goes into it. Once we get out of that first weekend, though, that's where I want to see the chaos subside a bit. And I want to see the quality of basketball. basketball yeah, I want to see Sweet 16 games where you've got games that are being played in the 80s and they are just, they are must see basketball to know, the very end. In, in our case, but like in your case, you know, you have to get up early for work, but you can't go to sleep. You yes, can't go to bed because this, I can't leave this game. You, and you, and it's going to be rough when, tomorrow. And then but, when you turn the game off, you have a tough time shutting it down because the, the adrenaline is going because, man, what you just watched was great. That's, I think, in the perfect world, what you want. That'd be nice. You want to get some chaos. You want to get some upsets. But then once you get to the regional semifinals and finals, Sweet 16, Elite Eight, the cream rises to the top. You got a Final Four that you're going to get two amazing national semifinals and one amazing championship. And I, th- I could see that happening. And maybe it's because we're trying to manifest. You know, you want some of those games last year, especially in the Final Four, were yeah. clunkers. We don't want that. We nope. want... And even the games that were close were still clunkers. We're just, oh, but it was great. No, yeah, it's great it, because of the ending. It was like 58 to 55. Yeah, no, cool. I'm sorry. This is when people would always criticize. I don't want to see saying, a Wisconsin special. Well, why do you prefer the NBA over college? That usually would be yeah. why. Yeah. I just, I, I still, I I still think games, this thing has defense. a chance to be chalky because of that. I really do. That's a good point. I, I, I really do. Hopefully you've jinxed it the other way and we're just like, man, that yeah. was an all-timer. If you want to give me everything... Every chaotic moment, I'll take it. But I just I tend to think this idea that all of these unranked teams have beaten top ten teams that it's going to lead to what is going to be a bizarre, like a totally bizarre matchup in March and to the overall tournament. But I just I tend to think that with college basketball being as old as it is, this is where I think that maturity, especially you. playing together, that's where you will see. The benefits of that the with opposite, the stronger teams. The opposite of that is usually when we least expect it. Mm-hmm. Uh, tournament starts, hopefully we'll see what we get, and suddenly it's, yeah. oh, they're going to talk about this tournament for years. Yep. So I, if I were to predict what kind of tournament we'll have, what you just said. Because I'll say college basketball on the whole this year hadn't been great. Nope. It has not been great. There's a lot of bad games. Yep. I know that when I was flipping the channels the other day, I'm like, this all sucks. Yep. Not, not great. Even top 25 teams, you're like, well, really? Wow, that wasn't great. You get it in doses. You get some games here and there, but on the whole, tonight Creighton plays Seton Hall, and, and I and the last about time those two teams time, played, it was a amazing. Great game. Amazing. I didn't want it to end. I know they did because yeah. of the arena people wanted it to end because <laughs> they, they had to, to turn home. it over for hockey that night. Yeah, uh, in New Jersey. So, um, but I remember thinking that was fun. Yep, I enjoyed only watching those two that. teams play. And they just—I mean—they stood in the center of the ring, not literally, obviously, and just threw punch after mm-hmm. punch. I could go for some of that tonight, although I did predict 17. And that might be a little bit. But my, my point beefy. for that is, yeah, I just I think they're going to play a lot better after Sunday, but then after the last game. I do think you're going to get a high-quality basketball game tonight downtown. Uh, we'll get more into that. Also, we're going to wrap things up with Brandon Vogel, get some Husker football thoughts before we get out of here. Mornings with Sharp and Haley, 1620 The Zone.